You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hi, and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest of AIB's sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm Paul Ward from the Treasury Unit, and joining me on this podcast this morning is Senior Economist John Faddy. Good morning, John. Morning, Paul. Uh, John, the services PMI and the manufacturing PMI, what really struck me as I looked at the two reports was the contrasting difference between both in terms of their stories. Will you kind of take us through maybe high level of the key findings and, and what are those variances that we're seeing? Yeah, well, as you say, uh, contrast and picture manufacturing is below 50. So as we always say, and we talk about the PMIs, 50 is the key level. Uh, in the index. Anything above 50 signifies expansion, and if you move further above it, uh, represents an acceleration, and the opposite is true, anything below 50. So just at a very high level first, before we get into the details, what you saw is uh, for June, the uh, manufacturing PMI uh, below 50. Again, it was the fourth consecutive month uh, of that, whereas in contrast, the services PMI was was well above 50. So it shows that manufacturing is in contraction, uh, and the services sector uh, continues uh, to exhibit uh, strong growth and at a high level it's down to demand you've got strong demand in the manu- in the services section uh, sector uh, versus weak demand uh, in the manufacturing sector and are, are you surprised by that detail John or is this something that you would have sensed you mentioned there in terms of manufacturing four consecutive months now being below 50 so is there any surprises here uh, no huge surprises no that's the trend it's, as, you, as we said it's the fourth consecutive month uh, and it mirrors what we're seeing in terms of major advanced economies. It basically is a, a downturn uh, in manufacturing in advanced economies and indeed uh, elsewhere as well. So no huge surprise there. So it's just a continuation uh, of the trend. So the, the reading in June of 47.3 was slightly below May, 47.5. So, so below 50. Uh, and actually June is the lowest reading in three years, but broadly similar in terms of just the rate of contraction uh, versus May. Granted, then if we just focus on the manufacturing sector for the moment, John, um, I know what a head, a kind of headline, there's a couple of key findings there, sharper fall in production since February 21, uh, marked reduction in purchasing activity. Um, would you just take us through a bit more of that, give us a little bit more colour maybe what's, what else yeah, is well, in, in play? I, sp- I suppose the key thing is, is uh, the reason for the c- contraction in activity uh, is because of, of, of weakness in demand and that's both domestic and external demand. So if you look at the new orders component, which is a, a kind of leading indicator within the uh, overall survey, that also was below 50 for four consecutive months in the mo- in the row. Uh, and export orders deteriorated for the 13th straight month. So, you know, it's that underlying weakness in demand. And then if you have weaker demand, uh, it follows through uh, the uh, firms in the manufacturing sector uh, scale back production. Uh, so we saw that uh, in terms of uh, you know, lower production or lower output levels. Uh, and then that also feeds through to other uh, activity indicators, such as purchasing activity. In other words, the amount of uh, inputs that firms buy uh, has, has fallen and uh, there was a reduction of, of inventory and then a stock, uh, a fall in stock of finished goods. So it all uh, kind of follows through in terms of that weakness demand, weakness in production, uh, weaker activity uh, right through. And interestingly, uh, what we have seen, which we haven't seen in the previous three months, were contraction. Uh, but in June, we have seen reduced activity levels uh, and order books leading to a fall off in headcount. So it's the first fall in employment uh, yeah. in the sector uh, in, in seven months. And then on the other side, because of that reduced activity, we have an improvement uh, in, in spare capacity 
in the in the sector. If you think, of, uh, you know, the last two years post COVID, you know, we're talking about uh, issues around capacity and supply constraints. Yeah. Well, that's completely uh, been reversed now because of the weakness in activity. And would that fall in employment be concerning in any manner, John, or is it too early? To well, it's too early to say. It's it's yeah. only one month of it, as I said. Uh, but it's not surprising that it has come because it's been the fourth consecutive month where activity has yeah. fallen off. Not. So you would expect it start to be reflected through uh, into lower uh, employment numbers and some fall off in, in headcounts, uh, which is what we're seeing. And I suppose just before we move on to services, one other thing I would highlight in that uh, is. Uh, you know, weaker activity, weaker demand, uh, increased uh, in, in, in spare capacity has followed through then in terms of uh, the inflationary backdrop. In other words, you know, input prices have yeah. uh, fallen for a third consecutive month uh, and the rate of fall is actually the quickest uh, since early uh, 2020. And, and the report and respondents in the survey note uh, that, you know, those fall, uh, fallback in input prices is due to a moderation in raw material costs as well as lower energy uh, costs. So those things combined then, so output prices uh, fall and we've had two consecutive uh, reductions now in, in output prices. And that's just a reflection of the combination of, of reduced costs, uh, but also the serving us in increased uh, competition. So, you know, when you look through the manufacturing sector, uh, you can see the impact of weaker demand means output levels are lower uh, we've seen employment start to fall yeah. back a little bit, but at the same time, we've seen a reduction in inflationary pressures because of uh, the reduction in activity and costs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then on the services side, John, uh, as we said, a very contrasting story. Will you just take us through the key findings? Yeah, so uh, when you look at the services PMI uh, for June in terms of where we are, uh, you know, the sequence of growth we have has been in place since uh, March 2021. Uh, and business activity, which is the kind of one of the key uh, indices we look at it at this printed at 56.8 in June. So that was just below uh, 57 where it was in May. So pretty close uh, to the rate of growth that was recorded uh, in May. So uh, the June number still, even though it's slightly lower uh, than where yeah. we were in May, it still represented a fairly robust pace of yeah. expansion uh, for the services sector. And, you know, it's the complete opposite as we move through all this compared to manufacturing, you know, those higher output levels uh, reflect buoyant demand, uh, and that strong demand is arising both from domestic uh, and an external uh, customer base. So new business uh, was above 50 for the 28th consecutive month. Yeah. And we've seen continued strong expansion uh, in new uh, export business. And then because there's more activity going on, uh, we've seen the sector continue to increase uh, its employment numbers uh, as firms react to you know, the need to increase output and an ever-expanding uh, order book and then at the same time because there's more activity going on uh, you know ca capacity constraints remain evident against that backdrop yeah. of strong demand uh, and increasing uh, order books and then just for the outlook for that particular sector john um because i'm kind of thinking going back to manufacturing for a second in terms of what's happened in recent in recent months in terms of its own trend could the service sector follow that trend potentially over the over the near future or no, the evidence here at the moment still shows us that we're going to have a very a fairly buoyant um, services sector. Well, if you look elsewhere in some of the other uh, flash PMI releases we saw for June, uh, we did see a fallback in, in services uh, in the Eurozone and the UK. So in other words, we're still expanding, but at a slightly slower pace than yeah. where they were in May. But what you would expect, if you think overall what central banks are doing, 
increasing interest rates, trying to slow growth to get yeah. inflation under control. So at some point, you, you would expect to see the services sector uh, start to see a slowdown in the rate of growth yeah. there as well. We haven't seen any signs of it yet, but it wouldn't be any surprise if we do see that yeah. uh, as we move through uh, this year into next year. But at the moment, I suppose the service sector uh, has been boosted because there is a level of pent-up demand that's there. If you think the services PMI in the services sector is much more impacted by COVID of course. Uh, because yeah. it tends to be a more person-to-person or in-person yeah. uh, type experience rather than manufacturing, which those PMIs didn't fall as much. Uh, so that is still supporting that in terms of the pent-up demand there. And what you tend to get when you do get slowdowns in the global economy does tend to originate first maybe in the manufacturing, manufacturing yeah. uh, sector. But so far, there's little signs of a slowdown in the services. But we wouldn't be surprised as we move through the year if the services PMI does start to exhibit a slower rate, it's just the rate of, of pace growth. Yeah. A bit, yeah. But just one other point I would highlight before yeah. uh, we move off the services is uh, that we did see a, a reignition, if you want to phrase it that way, of inflationary pressures uh, in June. So input prices saw a reacceleration, and then we saw that pass through in terms of uh, selling prices. Uh, and that's reflected too, if you look at inflation data out of Ireland uh, for the last couple of months, you know, uh, services and goods inflation, uh, there's you know, much more higher level rate of inflation in the services sector uh, compared to the goods sector. And that's reflected in terms of these PMI surveys okay. that we get on a monthly basis too. The, the last question I have for you then, John, is look, what do the PMIs collectively tell us about the state of the Irish economy now at the end of H1? Well, where we are in terms of uh, H1, if you look at uh, two surveys combined, uh, you know, maybe a slightly slower pace of growth compared to Q1 is suggested in terms of, if you look at the surveys combined, the weakness uh, in manufacturing, but the service sector holds up well. So what it tells you is, is that manufacturing side of the economy, uh, as suggested by the PMIs, uh, is potentially contracting, whereas the services sector uh, remains and robust. So overall, from an e- uh, economic yeah. outlook perspective, if you look at the Irish economy, it's, it's an advanced, developed economy. Yeah. So the services sector tends to uh, constitute a bigger part of the economy and that's what drives growth and, uh, and it's a bigger cohort of that so you know ireland's no different to other advanced economies in that sense and that the services sector uh, is is the key uh, driver as well as been the key source of employment in the economy and then the picture we see here collectively of the two sectors john comparable now to the us the uk or the eurozone is a very much similar uh, it's similar trends yeah. yeah it's similar trends although uh, even though our manufacturing is in contraction not to the same extent. We don't have as low reading below 50 uh, as, as those economies you mentioned okay. there. And our services sector uh, is uh, expanding at a quicker pace yeah. than those. But it's a similar trend uh, across those advanced economies in the Irish economy. Manufacturing uh, sector uh, seems to be in contractionary territory, yeah. whereas the service sector continues to register uh, good growth. All right, John, very interesting times. And as always, thanks for your time this morning. And thank you to all our listeners and customers for joining us today. Stay close to all our latest podcasts by pressing the subscribe button on AAB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. 
authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.